Ladies and gentlemen, you found the program that pulls no punches, that knocks out political correctness, and delivers a right cross to defend the Constitution. We call it Fighting Words. And now, entering the ring, retired infantry colonel, trial lawyer, and fighter for truth and justice, Kurt Schlichter. Hey everybody, this is the Fighting Words Podcast with Kurt Schlichter, where I attempt to remain FCC compliant in the face of obnoxious obnoxious obnoxiousness uh i am now as we speak driving into work because my life is packed with stuff i got so much stuff going on you know check me out on twitter check me out on locals i now have a a locals thing and that's going to have all sorts of special stuff and you can find me at town hall every monday thursday and uh wednesday and get my books uh which i will actually sign for you if you want to get them directly through me uh, and you can DM me on Twitter. So now that I've gotten the Kurt stuff out of the way, uh, it, you can see I'm a busy guy, and I'm heading to the office, and I'm going to do some legal work, and I'm going to stick this thing in on my trip. So I'm going to do fighting words on my trip into the office, and uh, that's uh, kind of a thing that's occurring. So there you are. Anywho, there's something going on today. It's January 20th. I'm not sure what it is. People seem, uh, you know, the news seems to be covering it. I not, I, I, uh, I, I believe it's the installation of our faux president, asterisk. Uh, I think the election was garbage. I think there was fraud. I think there were uh, unfair and illegally enacted uh, rules, regulations, and stuff. And I also believe that the uh, establishment conspired, uh, I guess technically legally, but in violation of all norms, uh, to propagandize in favor of President Asterisk and to hide the many, many failings of President Asterisk. All in all, I don't see this as a election that I should respect. Yeah, the guy's going to get sworn in. Yeah, he, uh, 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 I guess managed to exploit the rules sort of to get in uh, to the extent it wasn't outright fraud. And I believe there was outright fraud. In fact, I saw evidence of it in Nevada, uh, whether it can be proven in court within the limited time with the limited scope and the huge presumption against a judge choosing an uh, election winner uh, is a different matter. Doesn't mean it didn't happen. Doesn't mean it couldn't happen. What's my gut say? My gut say fraud played a, uh, a significant part in this. And can I prove it in court? Well, uh, we sure couldn't in two weeks. But, uh, well, there you go. So why am I supposed to uh, pretend that I'm happy? Why am I supposed to pretend this is somehow legitimate? Uh, you know, we hear a lot about the peaceful transfer of government. Uh, just because nobody's killing each other, Though it seems like they're uh, trying to make that a, a possibility by putting three divisions of soldiers in Washington. Just because they're not actively trying to kill each other doesn't mean this is a good thing. Doesn't mean it reflects well on America. I think it's a disgrace. Uh, Biden is a disgrace. 
And if you, you know, don't ask me to pretend I'm cheerful about it. Don't ask me to pretend this is part of the greatness and glory of America. And don't ask me for any personal loyalty to Joe Biden. I don't have any. He doesn't deserve any. He hasn't earned any. And I am rather pessimistic that he ever will. So on those joyous notes, I refuse to participate in the inauguration in any form. I will not watch it. I will not hear it. Uh, his speech, he can go. I don't care who he talks to. Apparently, he's not talking to anybody. Uh, you know, it, what if they gave an elite without an electorate? That's kind of what this is. This is actually kind of their dream, where they don't actually have to have any people. They just rule, right? And there's no people, no no one in front of them, no one to answer to, no one to hold them accountable, no one to ask troubling questions, no one to be displeased, certainly no one to vote for their opponents. Now let's take a look at Trump. Trump's flying out, and he's flying out early so that uh, by the time he lands in Florida, he's still in Air Force One because only the president flies in Air Force One, and when uh, Asterisk gets sworn in, he stops, you know, Trump stops being president. The refreshing iced tea. <coughs> but I, I, I think the last three months of uh, Trump have been uh, – Excuse me. No, it's not COVID. I already had that. I think the last three months have been kind of a disaster. You know, oh, Kurt, taking a hard stand, huh? Yeah. Here's the deal about Trump, and I'm probably going to write more about this in the future. And I think, I think, you know, we need a conservative appreciation of Trump. Conrad Black wrote a good one, but that was during the beginning of the administration. We need an honest, conservative evaluation of Trump because, look, there are some bad things. I don't think any of them were fatal in the sense that they were bad for the country directly. But the Trump era, may, the Trump era's ability to shine a light on the political cockroaches of our political class had the effect of putting the cockroaches in a corner, making them fight. And they destroyed a lot of norms in order to maintain power. Now, I don't think it's reasonable to blame Trump for that. But the reality of the Trump era is America is more divided than ever. America has more hate than ever. America is closer to violence than ever. America is closer to tyranny than ever. In fact, uh, a number of Democrats are cheerleading tyranny. Democrat media, <laughs> and but I repeat myself, is cheerleading censorship. I had some hack Hollywood comic. Now, you, you, the only reason I know who he is is because I used to write trivia questions. Uh, but this hack is like pro-censorship. He's like for it. He thinks it's a good thing. Let me let me let me say that again. This is a stand-up comic who approves of censorship. I mean, he, he he joined in a cancel culture thing on some guy who said something wrong on Saturday Night Live. But he he like thinks censorship's like an active good. And I was like, you know, Lenny Bruce would think you're a freaking piece of. Well, I want to remain FCC compliant. Uh, 
So I'll say uh, what Nadler does to himself. And this guy just, this guy's like, no, no, I'm the rebel. No, no, you, you can't be the rebel if you're supporting the establishment in suppressing alternative views. Okay, opposite of being a rebel. See, they want to be rebels because they want to be cool, but they don't want to actually rebel. It's not like, you know, it's like a rebel without cause. What do you, what are you rebelling against? Well, nothing. Nothing. I'd like to reinforce the existing power paradigm. God, it's pathetic. It's so pathetic. But they've kind of come out of the woodwork because of Trump. So Trump has, you know, Trump has uh, scattered the cockroaches of fascism, which is what this all is. And I don't think that's something that he can be blamed for. I don't think it's something he did on purpose. You know, what he did on purpose was the conservative stuff. That was good. But he also did some of the Trumpy stuff. The thing about Trump is you can't have a guy like Trump and have him only be like Trump some of the time. If you want somebody abrasive, he's going to abrase. He's going to cause chaos. He's going to tweet mean things to, uh, who's that hack? Rosie O'Donnell. That's what you get when you get a Trump. Now, Trump may be the guy we needed at the time. But Trump also has bad characteristics. For instance, uh, Trump apparently has very little loyalty outside his close family, which is, I think, a, a major problem. We saw the pardons. There are a lot of uh, deserving people who did not get pardons, who should have. Uh, and a lot of, uh, you know, weird rappers who got pardons, including one who, you know, did this horrible video about, you know, strangling a guy in a Make America Great Again hat. I, I am unclear on the idea of helping your opponents and not your supporters. That seems very bushy to me. But no, he... he he was not treated loyalty, loyally by a lot of people. That's indisputable. Uh, his loyalty to his own people, I, I think that's that's a real question. What he did to Mike Pence was a freaking disgrace. And I, I can't sugarcoat it. That was BS. That was crap. Mike Pence didn't deserve that. And, you know, when you tick off Mike Pence, okay, you screwed up. And that was a screw up. Pence was very loyal and, you know, Trump screwed him over, over, frankly, nonsense. There was literally nothing he could do. And again, I'm a guy who think Trump, Trump got shafted in the election, as did his voters. This idiocy about, you know, Pence is going to wave his magic wand and, you know, Hogwarts is going to, you know, make him the head of Gryffindor or whatever the hell it was supposed to be. Not going to happen. Everybody knew it. And to, to, to start screaming at Pence about it is stupid. Uh, I don't blame him at all for what happened on January 6th. The interesting thing is the FBI, to the extent you can trust them, uh, except to fail, has uh, charged people. Well, the, the U.S. attorney charged them, but it's FBI investigation has charged uh, people with 
planning and conspiring this event. So this this was all planned and conspired before Trump got into office or got got there and gave his allegedly insightful speech. The one he said, go peacefully protest. The whole impeachment thing is baloney, by the way. But Trump's handling of the whole election thing was just terrible from start to finish, except, uh, you know, with certain exceptions like National Security Advisor Robert O'Brien, who I think was the best NSA America's ever had. And guys like Rick Grinnell, uh, Trump has been largely poorly served. You know, his cabinet secretaries resigning on him, that's crap. But then again, you know, I don't expect any loyalty in the administration because Trump didn't set the example at the top. And that's a mistake. But it's, I mean, that's part of who Trump is. You, you, you can't have Trump part-time. There's not, okay, I need you to up the Trumpiness about 42%, and then tomorrow I need you to lessen your Trumpiness 72% to achieve this short-term objective. It doesn't work like that. Trump is an imperfect guy. He was the guy we needed in 2016. He's the guy who needs to go away in 2020. Sadly, he doesn't need to be replaced by this desiccated old zombie, and he shouldn't have been. But right now, I think Trump has, and, and, and he, it is good change, but right now I think he has, uh, we're, we're exhausted, and I think he has, uh, uh, served his purpose so far, and he should go retire. And I think this idiotic impeachment was going to go away. The notion that uh, Republicans were threatening to vote for impeachment if, in fact, he supported or gave a pardon to Assange, that that I find very troubling. I also find... Mitch McConnell, who I usually support, and I agree with uh, Hugh, he's the best set majority leader we ever had. Uh, I think he should have put his personal anger aside because his wife quit on Trump, and you know he he took the uh, attack on Capitol Hill personally, as if Trump directed it, which is baloney. But you know he's attacking Trump on the floor of the Senate. You, that, are you tone deaf? Do you not get it? So many of these guys don't get it. So many of these guys are hoping, business as usual, we can work with this Biden guy. You don't get it. You're just going to make things worse. They all brought us to this point. We're here because of them. We didn't pick Donald Trump in 2016 because the, our establishment was doing a bang-up job. We picked Donald Trump in 2016 because our establishment sucked. And it has forgotten nothing. And it has learned nothing in the four years since. I hope you've learned something. I don't care if you remember anything, but I hope you've learned something. In this little visit with Kurt Schlichter on Fighting Words, the Hugh Hewitt Affiliated Podcast. Check me out next week. See you then. Bye.